tremendous looking trophy. Hello, welcome to Platinum Splash, number one PlayStation podcast in the Oceanias. My name is Dylan Blight. Joining me, as always, Ashley Hobley. Hey, Dylan. Excited to be here as a PlayStation owner. It's a good day. Yeah, you had the biggest smirk on your face. <laughs> oh, dear. Sometimes the universe just gives you stuff to make you happy. I tell you what, the funniest thing, like, I'm glad I did, like, there was at some stage today when I, like, I pull open Twitter and I just see what's been happening to, you know, today. Today's Monday we're recording, by the way. I yeah. pull open Twitter and I see what's the, the stories, the hot topics that are happening today. I'm like, well, interesting day to record Platinum Explosion. <laughs> yeah, I really hope this rumor is not shut down in the next 24 hours before we release this episode. Yeah, good point, actually. Good point. Now, before we get into the news stories, I have breaking news. <gasps> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Dylan Gon purchased himself the stupid overpriced fucking <laughs> backbone. <laughs> What's this thing called again? PlayStation, PlayStation Portal. Portal. <laughs> Should I do it? I'm um, sorry. We're going to do an unboxing? It's not live. Yeah. I mean, it's an audio podcast, but we can, we can just describe it for you know, everyone. So, so, I mean, technically, yeah. I'm pretty sure you can, with this program, you can pull the video. If you wanted to. I don't think I've set it to record the video, though. Think. It's like on an emergency backup, though. Is it? Yeah. I think. Um, I'll just try not to drop it. That would be ideal. PlayStation logo. I mean, it's really weird. People who are listening, he didn't tear the box all apart. He, like, opened it like a normal person. Yeah, because I'm really afraid I might. Because he's thinking he might return. Open <laughs> <laughs> right. this. Oh, there it is. It does there feel it like a thing. Yep. It's like a dual sense wedge between a screen, that's for sure. But this is some like ASMR level. There we go. There it is. Oh. There it is. PlayStation Portal. I mean, holding it, initial reactions, that certainly is a dual sense. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're going for, right? Well, it doesn't feel like a cheap dual sense. It literally just feels like a dual sense. What? Mm. That's it. That's kind of thin. That looks. That's. Does that look thinner than you thought it was? Like the screen? No, it that seems about right. Like down there. Look how thin that is. Oh yeah, when you put it at that angle, I guess. Yeah. Right. Like, because like this part's the controller. You know what I mean? Like that. The actual just screen part. That's pretty thin, right? Yeah. Like that's. Very thin. I also feel like it's a like. I don't know if this is the first time I've looked at the back, but that seems like a very weird placement for both the charging and the the, uh, the bottom, the head headphone jack on the top there, like on the bottom of the back white bit. Oh right, yeah, okay, yeah. So for for people who can't see, which is everyone, um, what he's talking about is the so the the charging dock, the the US is it USB C? I assume, surely. Yeah, surely. Um. It kind of looked like a micro USB, so I don't know. Um, but no, shoot, it's USB C. Uh, it's like under, it's not at the bottom of the actual screen on the portal. It's it's at the bottom of like the controller part, which is about like I guess halfway up the screen. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, interesting. See what seems like an odd place to put it. <laughs> Will it turn on? You think it's pre-charged? I mean, I I, I feel like old tech these days should come pre-charged, right? It's not turning on. <laughs> Man, you what, turn like, the on I'm, button. I mean, I'm pressing a button that says power. What's that button? Should I read the instructions? 
It's all right, I'll plug it in. We'll find out if this is USB-C or yeah. not soon. Nah, it's USB-C. We're good. Does it light up when it's charging, or is, have I got a dud? Oh, no, look. <laughs> it is That's charging. It is charging. Right, now can I turn it on? 62% mate. Am I pressing the wrong button? Maybe I am. I can't be. It's literally... Oh, no, it's turning on now. Right. Here we go. Yeah, there we go. You got reflective screen. Uh, you can see yourself in that one. <laughs> All right, so we've got the PlayStation logo. It has yet to make any sounds, which is honestly very disappointing. It's just thinking. I mean, now, does my... your PlayStation make any noises? Will it like... Beep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look, it's like the, the DualSense sides are like lit up blue. Oh, it's making noises now. Probably over here, though. But... Um, English United Kingdom. English United Stater. Networks. See, this is a, yeah, can you just connect it to a 4G SIM card I put in it? No, that's too fucking hard, isn't it? Anyway, I'll set this up while we're talking. I'll make it part of the thing. So, um, let me set this to a side. <laughs> I'll come back to that. That can be part of the show. Um. Let me, I want to yell about something before we go on. So how do you feel about that purchase, though? So far? No yeah. regrets. No regrets. <laughs> Expensive. Five minutes after opening it? No regrets. Solid bit. Solid bit. Was there, like, That's a like, ton of them available? Or I, no, it I was, like, a come, pile? I, too, come into my work. And I, okay. I saw it and I went, yeah, don't need that. And then two days passed. And then I was like, you know what, fuck it. Need that. Play session podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I feel obligated. Here's, here's, my, here's my hopes and dreams, right? Yeah. I, look, even if... I'll tell you everything I hope and dream for this this thing. If it achieves everything I, I want out of it, it's still overpriced, is how I currently feel about this. Now, will I change my mind on what on that? We'll see. Currently, I just don't feel like there's any world in which it's... three. So it's $329, right? $329, mm -hmm. I just feel like is major, major, major overpriced for what it is. And it's just going to, it, it, whether or not I will be like, you know what, at, like if I do some testing and go, you know what, it is super overpriced, but for me, I, I, as someone who can afford it, fair, overpriced, but like I'm getting my, I'm getting like enjoyment out of it, I guess it's, it's working for me. What I would hope. It's not is, overpriced if you're willing to pay for that much. I, I, I think me willing to play for it for uh the meme because i've obviously purposely brought it knowing that i'm recording platinum explosion that can be a bit um <laughs> is different to regular joe Sparrow. the uh my hopes and dreams a if i if i can play it in two places in this household first one laying in bed that'd be quite nice you know i can't be fuck sitting there in front of the tv maybe i just want to play something in bed and be comfy for 15 minutes if i can do that success b if i can take it outside and like chill on the deck or somewhere like that and still play some like easy games. Great success. C, if I can play it on my lunch break at work, connected for, to a 5G hotspot on my phone or some shit, we're out and about that way, then cool, it's success. I still think if it does er every one of those things, it's still overpriced for what it is. Because based on all the reviews, everyone said that it plays really well, like it's got way less latency and everything like that that I've seen. Awesome. Still think it's overpriced. I'll eat my words. I'll change my, like, if I come back here and say, no, I was wrong. It's definitely worth every dollar. We'll see. Currently, that's how I feel about, uh, about the portal. Um, but yes, I brought it because <clears throat> I'll do a PlayStation podcast and I could do that bit just then. And it's always funny when I get to come on and record a podcast knowing that I'm going to do some, like, surprise reveal of a purchase <laughs> that I brought. 
It's one of my favorite little things to do. <laughs> it's not often I get to do it. Like, how often do I get to like reveal something on purchase? Yeah, makes for a fun bit. Anyway, so let's talk about something that's fucked. So, over at Push Square, they write Tomb Raider One to Three Remastered has almost three hundred trophies, but zero PS5 items. Fucked as. Enormous part of the pill when it comes to retro remasters and compilations, writes Pushy Square Sammy Barker. Tomb Raider 1 to 3 Remastered is earning sparingly new trophies in classic games. Developers 5 appears to understand this, as it's plotting almost 300 trophies across the upcoming trilogy. However, there's a catch. While the PS4 version of the game will include free shiny platinum pops to unlock, there'll be zero silvery blue gongs on PS5. This is allegedly due to some policy changes enforced by PlayStation, which prevented multi-game lists from featuring platinum, as previously evidenced by Uncharted Legacy of the Thieves Collection and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. So, I think that's dumb, and, I mean, here's the thing. People are going to get around this and say, well, I'll just buy the PS4 version, and it's like, well, obviously, like, what's the di- what? What is really going to be the difference between the PS4 version and the PS5 version of this collection? Nothing. Like, who who, who really cares about that? It'll be negligible. Hundred percent. But it's still dumb if that's a rule. Like, you can't unless you want to like either make it on both or not. You know, like you can't be out here saying PS4 version can get plus PS5 can't. Like, if you if you want to make it a rule, then make it on both. I do. And so I saw that right before. Well, no, Ash, obviously. Yeah, I saw that as I was looking for shows, uh, show notes before we started recording. So I just want to shout that out because it's dumb, fucking dumbass decision. <laughs> Ash, can you read through the next story while I continue setting up my... Because I want to give you the honor of going through why you're so happy this week. Well, well I'll start with the first news, uh, reading from uh, Xbox Era, which everybody listening, you're like, what? what is Xbox Era? It's a Sorry. website dedicated to... Xbox news, which seems weird to be talking about a PlayStation podcast, which I'll understand in a second. Uh, Reading from, yeah, Xbox era. For many weeks now, rumors persisted regarding Microsoft's intentions to release a number of first-party games, namely Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves, on rival platforms. According to our sources, who have been who have asked to remain anonymous because they have not been authorized to talk about company plans. Their list of games also includes Bethesda's Starfield. Starfield released back in August 2023 to fairly positive reception and uh, was the biggest Bethesda game launch of all times, passing 6 million players now within a week of release. Now it looks as though Microsoft are planning to bring Bethesda's new RPG universe to an entirely new platform, PlayStation 5. According to the sources, we understand that currently Microsoft are planning to launch Hort Starfield on PlayStation 5 post the release of the already announced Shattered Space expansion on Xbox and PC, which is on target to arrive at some point later this year. We've also been informed that Microsoft has made additional investment into PlayStation 5 dev kits to support ongoing development efforts, adding further fuel to the fire. So, yes. All that talk back in the day. Oh, Starfield, it's never going to come to PlayStation. It's coming to PlayStation. And nobody will care. <laughs> <laughs> do you... Yeah, I mean, do you care? I mean, I care because the meme is fun. <laughs> but, like, a- outside of uh, Platinum Explosion, Ash, for the memes, do you, do you actually care? Am I going to play it on PlayStation? Unlikely. Hmm. But is it good for players who have only got a PlayStation and were slighted by the fact that it was only on Xbox and now it's potentially coming to PlayStation? Yeah, I'm happy with them. Do you reckon it would actually sell well? Or? I don't think it'll sell well, but it'll sell. 
I bet you sell, they sell more copies than they would on Xbox because everybody was getting it on Game Pass. Imagine if this is their, this is their, they're like, fucking, we haven't sold enough of this game. Damn it, we gave it the free for everyone. What yeah. can we do? We can either take it off Game Pass. No, we can't do that. That would like start a whole like first uh, first class lawsuit. Uh, put it on PlayStation. <laughs> I mean, it actually is a smart move. Like you put out, you actually show these are games that worth are worth you know getting. There'll be at least initially the f- f- FOMO elements when it's first released that will incentivize people to go to Xbox, and then you know then. You just look at the actual cost numbers in the, in the long run. It's probably cheaper to, you know, buy a Xbox or a really good PC and uh, you know play it on Game Pass. What do you reckon they're wait- like when they're it's like according Microsoft senior leadership have reportedly debated the first pros and cons. What do you reckon the pros are and cons are as they're laying them out? More people playing the game. <laughs> Pro. Money, pro. Um, that's about it. <laughs> that's the the main pros, right? I, I guess. Well, I was about to say the cons would be, I guess, Xbox fans upset. The co- cons are the Xbox fans getting upset, and they got very upset. Yeah, uh, is uh something. It's something. Um, I saw a very expand uh, screenshot of like a very uh, large uh, what is it Twitter Spaces mm. uh, group uh, called "I'm no longer an Xbox Xbox fanboy." <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Well, I mean, it it's if true because again, there's there's a lot of um, I mean, it's it's reputable. But, you know, I don't like, there's always that 99.9, you know, until it actually happens. Uh, it sort of signals the end of Xbox exclusives, like, straight up as a thing, right? Well, I mean, yes. <laughs> uh, again, the game we've specifically been pointing to is Bethesda uh, and Hi Fi Rush, which has also been touted. Also, highly Bethesda, you know, which has always had previously always been a third party developer you know Mm. um we know for a fact that obviously call of duty which they now own will be coming to playstation in the future at least for the next 10 years or something like that whatever they agreed to um so it's not crazy yeah i mean i know but i guess the trade-off is for people who, because a lot of arguments around, like, what's the reason to find Xbox now? And the answer, as has always been the, the question this whole um, generation, I mm-hmm. guess, is, well, you get Xbox Game Pass. So you get access to access, Xbox Game Pass. So it's like, you can spend the same, let's say uh, PS5 and Xbox are on sale for the same price. You can buy an Xbox or you can buy a PlayStation. You want to play Starfield. Okay, so so far your cost is the same at the console entry point, but then it's like you want to play Starfield, you got to pay a hundred bucks to play it on the PlayStation. You got to pay fifteen bucks a month to play it on Xbox Game Pass, along with hundreds of other games. I guess that's their like thought yeah. train, right? I uh, think it- their thought process is any sales they make on PlayStation is a bonus mm. and is hopefully advertisement for 
Xbox Game Pass. Mm. It is. Yeah, I mean, do you want to? you want to? I was about to say it's it's been a, an interesting day to see like the console fanboy or whatever you want to call Xbox fans like turning on their football team, basically. Uh, but what's the what's the next story? How's this continuing? Uh, so I'll read also from Xbox era. Uh, sources familiar with Microsoft strategy have told Tom Warren from The Verge that Microsoft is considering launching Indiana Jones and the Great Circle on PlayStation 5. The Verge writes the following, while Bethesda will launch its Indiana Jones game first on Xbox console exclusive, it's currently set to have a rather short period of exclusivity, we're told. A release for PS5 is considered for some months later, with Bethesda tentatively targeting a 2024 launch, December 2024 launch for the Xbox and PC versions. See, that's wild. <coughs> that's wilder, right? I mean, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, for the news that you're like big, your biggest current like exclusive yeah. is going to potentially come to your competitor as well. Like only a few months later. Yeah. Not like Specifically yeah. with the short like turnaround. Yeah, that's very yeah. short. A couple months is like nothing in the scheme of. Things. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. You also the idea brings up the idea idea of like films in cinemas and like you know you have an exclusive in cinemas for a certain period of time, and then you like just drop it on VOD to try and recoup whatever money you did make at the start. And it kind of feels like that a little bit. Like they're potentially, you know, it feels like they're trying to make as much money as possible. Which I mean, that's not. It's not a terrible strategy. Yeah. I wish they'd wisened up because maybe then a bunch of people wouldn't have gone fired last week, but. Uh, you know? All the, all the people buying Redfall on PlayStation would have saved all those people's jobs. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they. I think they had enough money to. Considering the amount of money Xbox said they'd earned, I think they had enough to keep. Okay, them. that's fair. That, yeah. that wasn't the problem. That wasn't the issue. All accounts point to that not being the issue. But. I mean, this is the easiest way to show growth, you know, because it's just 100% improvement, right? Infinite improvement on what they're currently doing on third party. It's so funny. The only thing is that this all starts with Hi-Fi Rush. That that appears to be based I mean, that was the starting point of the, all the rumors and kind of the investigation, I guess. Um, and that but, will be, I guess, that will be the first game. Likely. Hmm. Which and makes well, sense. Only, yeah, and that's coming to Switch and PlayStation. Well. well, I mean, the other game that they brought up was Sea of Thieves, which also would make a lot of sense to bring to other platforms, especially at this this point where it's probably in its best state. Yeah. It'd be like launching uh, No Man's Sky at this point. Hmm. On something so uh interesting week so, so far i'm, I'm looking forward to <laughs> how things plan out because you know, you know, know because because i i just you know flashbacks to when we did the an emergency arcade couch when they announced they were buying bethesda <laughs> and you and kieran were super adamant that they were going to keep everything exclusive to sony uh xbox yeah and, and now we're looking down sense. the barrel of them 
It made a lot of sense to say that. <laughs> it made a lot of sense at the time. But then the the several years of giving away their games for free <laughs> uh, proved to be not a strong strategy. Crazy the idea of selling physical games comes back into vogue, am I right? Selling games at full price would be a thing. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Everything comes back around. How crazy. You know, the subscription thing is not going to last forever. Crazy. You know what will last forever? You're actually buying a title. Unless they're digital and they decide to delist it or remove it from the store for whatever reason. Or it's an online game and then they kill the service. Well, stay tuned to see how that plays out. Whether or not we find out news on any of that soon, who knows? But I, I mean, you know, that also could potentially mean. Yeah, hit me. That other Hideo Kojima game could also come to PlayStation. Don't even need something an Xbox game. It's just a fucking game. An Xbox <laughs> game just means it's Xbox first. There's no like exclusive. It's just Xbox first. Yeah. All right. Uh, so last story for the week. Reading from the Six Axis. Uh, last of us. Three, Naughty Dog has concept for one more chapter. If you're hoping Naughty Dog would spill the beans on The Last of Us 3 and its newest documentary, then we've got bad news. Hot in the heels of their Last of Us 2 PS5 remastered studio has released a two-hour behind-the-scenes video that looks at how the gritty survival horror sequel was made. Exploring just about every aspect of the game's development, it features interviews with Naughty Dog key staff, including director Neil Druckmann. He confirms that while The Last of Us 3 may not be in active development, he has a concept for the game that could tie the trilogy together. He admits that for years he hasn't been able to find that concept, quote, but recently that's changed, end quote. Um, that's where the documentary ends. It could be a long while before we catch our first glimpse at The Last of Us 3 or those initial um, plot details or the sequel's ending holds clues to where Naughty Dog could potentially go next. Uh, you've watched the whole documentary within context because I haven't quite finished it yet. Yeah. Um, that last scene is that like filmed ages ago? Is that recent? Like, what's the? No, that's recent. So, for context, obviously, they were filming the entire uh, process of making the game. The reason it never came out is because they stopped production of the documentary when COVID hit, mm. which is yeah, disappointing because obviously yeah. that is arguably the juiciest period of time, unfortunately, uh, in which they could have been filming. Um, so it is very recent. Like Neil Druck, Neil Druckmann talks about like the show and stuff. So it's got to be filmed within the last twelve months. Hmm. Um, so yeah, he specifically says he has an idea for what he wants to do. He has a concept, um, similar to the concepts he's had for the first game and for the second game. Um, but obviously, you know, the story is not anywhere near fleshed out or delved to in, into or anything. So. Uh, it is likely very far away, in my opinion. Do we trust him? Yeah. You sure? The documentary does a good job at showing how he purposely sets up, um, not lies, but, you know, like swerves in a lot of the trailers and stuff. They talk about that. I don't think... He, I think it would be a pretty shitty swerve to be like, I've got an idea for a game. And the the swerve is I don't have an idea for a game. No, no, but what if what if it's like I've got an idea for the game, but secretly he's already finished the script. No. He's already finished the plot outline. I mean, in that regard, if he's completely lying about how far along he is, I you know, whatever. But No, I'm not saying like you fucking lying piece of shit. I'm just thinking like <laughs> maybe we get it sooner than what you think. 
potentially, but also a lot of stuff they say towards the end of it would imply that maybe they're going to take their time with whatever they're going to do next. Um, I don't think there's any rush to get the next game out. I think HBO would beg to differ. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they would, but, you know, unless they want to hire a, you know, a thousand staff to help them make the game, I don't think that's going to happen. Fair enough. All right, so let's talk about this documentary. I have watched uh, hour 20 or something like that, I think, of it. It's two hours long, so I got the last 40 minutes to finish tonight. You have finished it. What do you think of this uh, Grounded 2 Making Last of Us Part 2 documentary? I mean, yeah, it's a fantastic uh, look behind the scenes at the making of Last of Us Part 2 um, and how, you know, in-depth and, you know, how tough AAA uh game development is uh and also like they talk about a lot of the reaction and like a lot of this it's interesting the bits they show like like the, the marketing beats and like uh how important like the demos and that kind of stuff are or uh, the trailers and that kind of stuff and how like, they kind of become the focus of the game and that kind of thing um and how you know the maybe some of the messaging around the game was not uh great <laughs> or like uh you know they could have been a bit more clear about certain stuff and that kind of thing and um probably yeah the most heartbreaking stuff is probably the stuff you haven't watched yet about like Bailey, reflecting Bailey, on the Bailey stuff yeah no just reflecting on like the leak and like all that kind wow. of stuff um which was uh pretty rough um to watch because obviously you know they're also all dealing with that completely in isolation and that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, really interesting. And obviously, like, I think it's interesting it opens with that, like, full story breakdown of him telling the team what the game is going to be uh, and be like, and spoilers, Joel dies. Just cuts to some people's faces. Just stay like... <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're doing this? This is this seems like a bad idea. Um, so, yeah. Really great, uh, you know. They showcase some really powerful, like they actually showcase like the acting in that sequence and how hard that was for like everybody kind of involved. Uh, obviously, you know, all the actors and stuff talking about that, and you know, the different Abbey designs um, previously, which is interesting because there's like versions of Abbey that actually do look like Caitlyn Diva, <laughs> like which is kind of weird. Uh, earlier the versions, true. they're like, oh, this is like a different similar you know to how we originally envisioned her so yeah definitely worth watching i might watch it again because it is very fascinating yeah i uh yeah our 20 and whatever i said the so far really enjoying it i'm up to where it says what did i say i'm up to second opinion no uh no, fresh eyes which i'm pretty sure eyes. is they're they're about to show it to uh the journalists Right, okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Um, really interesting. So I think the pacing's a bit off of, like what I would consider like a not like if I was reviewing this as an actual documentary. Uh, it's a subject matter I'm highly intrigued in, but it yeah. definitely feels like a YouTube documentary. Mm. And I don't mean that in like the most negative terms, but it doesn't feel like a like super well produced documentary. It's it's super enjoyable for for me, but I yeah. wouldn't be like if I was reviewing this as a movie, I'd be like it's probably a six or something, you know what I mean? Like it's it's okay. Um for me, if you're super interested in the subject, you'll get a lot out of it. Yeah. Like, I couldn't show this to someone who doesn't know the subject matter and they wouldn't get the same out of it, you know, so. Um, 
I wouldn't. <laughs> 100% not. Because um, it clearly opens with the start. We're going to include a bunch of spoilers yeah, yeah. for one or two. So it's for people who have... It's a it's a making of you would find on a DVD bonus feature yeah. sort of thing, which is fine. That's what that's Which is what it actually is. It's like a yeah. bonus. It's bonus for the... For the re-release. Remastered, thing. yeah. yeah. Uh, some really great moments, at least I've seen so far. I think my favorite moment has actually been the 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 what's her name, uh, Haley ha- Haley Gross Gross. Yes, that sounds uh, right. Her going off at Polygon was quite fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, that was a good bit. Just, <laughs> her just going off, at, in particular Polygon, but in general, I guess all the articles that were written about the violence in the 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 first the Paris games they released yeah the Paris games week stuff that was quite good just just about her being like who are you just like who decide like all these people writing there's no fucking women working on the game it's like I'm a woman I wrote it there's three four women whatever you know sitting there the that the, did it the concept artists and women like who the fuck <laughs> like oh, yeah. uh, that was quite good so you know yeah I think um, that and also like the logic of breaking down like um them people complaining about like it glorifying violence like the fail states against of uh female characters and like what's the end result of you not including that you can't have any female yeah. female protagonists which is the it's thing like, i always never understood it's like you're glorifying violence against women why well because it's women I'm, I'm like okay but like is it if these were men would it not just be like just it's just violence right so like if you but then it's like so you want women to be treated differently in video games because they're women isn't that more sexist? Which is what she says in the yeah the thing, which is which is quite good. And then she just her, she also says, and I'm someone I like fucked up shit, you know, like I like violence. I like you know, it's like, am I not allowed to? Am I not a woman because of that? She gets real fired up. I, I <laughs> yeah, like it. it was good. Yeah. And then ask them not to include any of that. Yeah, it's like, don't include any of it. Neil's going to do it anyway. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that was all quite interesting um and then some of the other stuff i've enjoyed so a lot is just i guess them showing the amount of detail they went to there's a part where they're um there's a dude who like gets in the ground and like eats a bunch of blood meat just to so they could capture if blood would drip off the faces for the um for the clickers and stuff real life like to to try and make it as realistic as possible um then like throwing blood bags at walls and just like capturing how it like trickles down and how blood interacts with dirt and mud i think the most unsettling one was he put the piece of lamb inside the shirt and Mm, smashed it with the hammer smashed it for what's the fuck i can't remember the character's name yara no yara that sounds right um for the yara and lev breaker breaker arm yeah so um yeah all of that was good yeah so i'm really enjoying it so far um, it's definitely like if you like the game, it's, it's a no-brainer. You should if you like last. Also, one. it's hilarious that they made the they were going to show that demo that they showed at the last Sony press conference mm. the year before. Yeah, crazy. But they, you know, they just couldn't get it done in time. It was re- the, actually said that the other thing I was like the first twenty minutes or so where it shows how they're split from going from a one-game Naughty Dog team to a two-team Naughty game and how that affected them and Last of Us as well and the production cycle of that game. They, That's they also go- interesting because it kind of implied Neil wasn't as involved in uncharted is oh no i guess it was lost like well no we know working. that and that's the thing this, this is the, the part of history we know but it was interesting to watch within the confines of this documentary because we know that um amy amy was over there doing uncharted and we know that the director whatever the other dude name i can't remember off the top of my head uh was doing on it and then something happened where they pulled them off it and neil got pulled in to do a rewrite and got like had to go do uncharted so at the time it was supposed to be two teams 
Uncharted 4 and I guess he was doing pre-production getting into building up to The Last of Us but then Uncharted goes hey why for some reason someone makes that decision I'm not sure if it was Bruce that like, from, from, yeah well who was yeah, so, <laughs> someone <laughs> makes a decision that says we can't like you know because there's all those leaks and stuff about like Tommy or whatever being a completely different character and like all yeah. these things from Uncharted 4 um, completely, ch- yeah. completely change La- uh, Uncharted 4 when Neil comes in and then he ships uncharted 4 and then goes back to last of us but then even when they're back on last of us they're still trying to do the two thing and they're doing this dlc for uncharted which turns out to be way bigger than they wanted it to be with the lost legacy there's a part where they're talking about trying to get ship that game at the same time as doing the demo and they had to like they're like we just don't have the resources and it's just interesting here because in particular the resources were the, the amount of people they had working on sound and something else and they're like we need both these things in particular being worked on a lot at the moment we just don't have the, the, the team it's like sound and lining or something yeah like, so like very two particles that's two it. very particular teams that needed to be working on both the demo and fixing things to ship a game and they were struggling yeah. to find that balance so i think it's stuff like that that i find i'm like this is the stuff where I'm like, you, you go oh yeah because like it could be that you're like 90% of the studios done all their work, but if you're trying to do two games, what if it is a case of they're both here, but you've got a bunch of people free, but those people don't have the skills that that you actually need. Have. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't, you just think of manpower, right? You go like, you've got 500 yeah. people, but what if you need the, the 20 key people to be doing two things in the other, you know, the other 400 and fucking yeah. 80 can't do the job, you know, it's, you're like that makes sense, but you just don't think about it that way. So no. interesting to see. Um, yeah, can you finish it? Uh, was just checking out. It is free on the Sony YouTube or their YouTube. Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. That's where I watched it. Naughty Dog YouTube. It's probably everywhere. All right. Let's see when PlayStation Four was at. Not that far. It uh, had a bunch of updates, which I kept clicking through. Now it's asking me to scan a QR code. What's this going to do? It's going to open the PlayStation app. Okay. A portal has appeared. It's loading. Connecting the PS5. Let's see if it actually connects. If it doesn't, we're fucking... <laughs> if I could take it back. <laughs> I turn the sound down. Let's see if I turn it back up and make any noise. I just want everyone to know for this recording. Um, Ash hated the PlayStation portal so much. He's just up and left the entire room. I think me trying to connect my PlayStation portal may have crashed his PlayStation. I'm not sure. All right, so my PlayStation's turning on. Where did it say to go? I've already forgot. Setting system remote play. All right, systems. I've got a game suspended too. I wonder if it'll open it once I connect it. System. Connecting. No, wait, that worked. You just can't. I couldn't have. Oh. That's pretty. Our initial reactions, that was pretty seamless once I, like, you, so you just can't be sitting in the settings menu. Like, I'm, that's pretty, like, that reaction time's pretty, that doesn't seem too bad, actually. I won't, I'm going to be real. That. The irony of me losing internet connection during that. I know, but I, that's what I pointed out to. Uh, so I got it up and working. Pretty, not bad. Once you actually get it up, like it connected. So I had to go into settings in the PlayStation, 
and okay. then click uh, and like enable remote play yeah, was my, okay. was yeah. my hold up. Once I'd done that, it connected in about a second and a half. Um, and it's pretty cool. Like comes up the portal and then like sort of woofs you into like your, your screen. But like I've got my PlayStation open here and I was like clicking left to right. And like the reaction time, is, or not reaction time, but like the it's the latency, whatever. The latency, that's the word. Yeah, I can't see any latency at, at all. Like, like that. I mean, obviously, you're like I can't see latency because it's not like. But like, if I click into this, which is a game you can't mention because, so uh, yeah. But um, like that's sort of hard because obviously it's can't like, believe you're playing on Indiana Jones on. The- can't believe I'm playing Uncharted Three. Oh shit! Talking. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and with that, thank you very much for joining us this week in Platinum Explosion. Thank you very much for this thing. Uh, full thoughts on the PlayStation Portal. Uh, I think that I installed during the this episode uh next week of course i'll be checking that out more uh but i hope you enjoyed my initial impression which was it works it turns on that seemed pretty fast to me i mean once i click the right setting uh but yeah follow of course explosionnetwork.com slash twitter takes you to our twitter's explosionnetwork.com slash discord takes you to our discord page to come and talk to us over there if you want to support the website and this podcast you can do that explosionnetwork.com slash support takes you to our coffee page if you want to um, donate a dollar or more that would be much appreciated and until next week remember Every trophy that I can earn on the PlayStation Portal while not at home and doing other things at the same time is well worth the $329. Goodbye. So you're going to, like, mobile spot your phone? Yeah. Yeah. See how that goes.